0: to go live, right? I had to go live randomly on a Thursday night at 1025 after watching that ridiculous basketball game between the Celtics and the Pistons. Mike Gorman, a true legend, said it perfectly. Who thought we'd see the best game of the season when Detroit came to town? My freaking goodness. What a game. Don't forget right off the bat to send in your comments about the Celtics and Pistons game tonight. What did you see? What did you like? What did you love? What did you not like? Do not forget to comment. Give us that thumbs up as well as we get things going. Jumping on last second here to talk about this game. Give us that thumbs up. Every thumbs up means an awful lot when you like. It means more eyeballs. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Celtics survive overtime against the Pistons, 128-122. The Pistons lose their 28th straight game tonight at the TD Garden. And obviously, that first half was wretched. But let's start with the good. Let's start with the very good. Third quarter. Jason Tatum was relentless in that third quarter. And when I talk about Tatum's shot profile, when I talk about Tatum attacking the paint, when I talk about him posting up, that's what I'm talking about. Tatum in the third quarter tonight was completely different than the Tatum we saw in the first half. The first half, Tatum was settling for threes. He was settling. He was passive. He wasn't the guy that he needed to be. I don't know what was said at halftime. I don't know what was said. I don't know who said it. But somebody said something because a different Jason Tatum showed up in that third quarter. That relentless Tatum that I love to see. My favorite Tatum, as I always say, is the attacking Tatum. And we got attacking Tatum tonight in that third quarter. Backing guys down, back to the basket, forcing, forcing the game upon the Pistons, forcing the Pistons to defend, making them uncomfortable. And when Tatum plays like that, the rest of the team feeds off of it paint touches, nonstop, over and over and over again. He took one three about midway through that third quarter and realized that was a mistake. Next possession goes right to the bucket again. It's like the light went off. It doesn't always go off. But tonight for Tatum in the third quarter, the light went off. And he changed the shot profile that we have been talking about on this podcast for as long as it's existed. The shot profile has been upside down for Tatum. Too many pull-up threes too many settling threes. When he changes his game offensively, you see the difference for him and you see the difference for the team. It opens up the floor. Guys get shots. He gets free throws. There's nothing wrong with trying to get some easy buckets, folks. There's nothing wrong with that. Tatum finished with 31 points, seven rebounds, 10 assists. He had five steals. Now, as I said, the shot profile in the first half was the complete opposite. I thought Tatum and the Celtics came out with a shoot-around approach. That's the way it looked to me. No urgency, no energy, settling for jump shots, settling for threes. It was that shoot-around approach, and that was led by Tatum, and the rest of the team fell in line. They had a bunch of turnovers. I think they had 10 turnovers in the first half, which is just an obnoxious number against that Pistons defense, which is not good. Just zero urgency, but it changed in the third quarter. Tatum stepped up, but Tatum wasn't the only guy to step up. Drew Holiday. This win doesn't happen tonight for the Celtics if it wasn't for Drew Holiday's defensive effort against Cade Cunningham in the third quarter. Cade Cunningham was shut down by Drew in that third quarter. Holiday with his ball pressure, the impact and force that he played with. Cunningham was uncomfortable from the jump in the third after dominating the first half. And as aggressive and as good as Tatum was offensively in that third quarter, pressing the action against Detroit, that's as good as Holiday was defensively pressing up against Cade Cunningham and saying, hey, look, you do what you think you can do against me when I'm all over you, and you prove it to me. And, and he turned Cade Cunningham's water off. That's what he did. He shut his water off. He completely shut him down in that third quarter. And because of that defensive effort, the rest of the team showed the defensive effort. Detroit scored 16 points in the third quarter after scoring 66 in the first half. Marshmorrow on X. If you are following me on X, it's at Nick C Radio. Give me that like. Again, more likes means more eyeballs. Let's build the community. The Tatum-Jekyll and Hyde routine might be the biggest factor to this team's ceiling. And I don't disagree with that. Early in the year, Tatum started to attack. He was posting up more. And then he went away from it, and and he fell in love with that pull-up three. He's obsessed with the pull-up three. He's obsessed with the step-back three. But when he changes things up, when he shows his offensive versatility, when he attacks on all three levels, he's a different guy, and this is a different team with a different offense. And so I love to see, I love to see that kind of Tatum that we saw in the third quarter. I just wish we saw that more often. And I know some of it is is trying to conserve energy. And I understand that, you know, threes are more than twos. But I would like to see Tatum lean into that offensive versatility more than he does. Because you just see the difference. Nick jumps in. Also on X, I can pull up the comments from Twitter slash X now, which is cool. Good point on Holiday's defense. KP was awesome on offense. We'll get to KP in a minute. Because Chris Stapp's Porzingis continues to be I think the biggest impact player and difference maker on this team when you look at what they're doing right now versus what they did the past couple of years, game changer. But the Celtics in the third quarter, they had like only one turnover. They had only two turnovers in the entire second half and overtime after just giving the ball up time and time and time again in that first half. They were just giving easy offense to Detroit. Once they took care of the basketball, that changed. So I thought Holiday had a lot to do with that, making Detroit's, you know, offense uncomfortable by pressing up against Cade and making everything difficult. He did not have the freedom of movement that he had in the first half. So shout out to Drew Holiday, his terrific defense in the third quarter setting the freaking tone on that end of the floor. Let's get to Porzingis. What you saw tonight was the perfect example of Kristaps Porzingis' impact on this offense because the Celtics now have a cheat code. They have a secret weapon. They have something that is almost indefensible. And that is Porzingis at the nail, that high post game. They get the switch. They get the mismatch. Porzingis backs his guy down. It's easy peasy, one, two, three, Z offensively for Porzingis once that happens. I mean, how many times have we seen this year Porzingis get to that nail, Get to that corner, right? And just go to work. And there's no answer because if he's got the mismatch, he's going to easily shoot over you and could get fouled like he did tonight and make it a three point play. He can go over any big because he's seven foot two and has a ridiculous reach and he has that high point shot. So it's incredibly difficult to block if you're a big. And then if you send a double to Porzingis, what happens? Well, when you send the double to Porzingis, he is a fantastic facilitator of the basketball. So it's, it's really pick your poison with KP. When he sets up shop, what are you going to do? Are you going to try to survive with the mismatch one-on-one? That's not going to work. You're going to try to stick a big against him. That's not going to work. Are you going to try to send a double team? That's not going to work. And that changes the offense because when the Celtics are in a slog, when the Celtics are dealing with a stalling of their offense. The ball movement is dying. There's not much going on. They're settling for threes. The shot profile stinks. In those moments, and we've seen those moments in the biggest games for this basketball team, it's the reason why they have not won a championship the last couple of years. They, they get into these stretches of offense where they can't do right. And it's just a lot of ISO basketball between Brown and Tatum. People are sending double teams and triple teams and shading coverage against those guys, and they can't do much about it. Well, now Porzingis answers that question. When you go through one of those stretches, when you feel like you're settling, when you don't have to put everything on Tatum or Brown, you give it to Porzingis and you let him go to work. And we saw that tonight. My man was once again a monster offensively. At the nail, unstoppable, knocked down a big three or two, He's just, he's crazy talented and a lot of people forgot about Porzingis because, you know, he got traded. He went to Dallas. He went to Washington. Funky things happened, And all he did over the past couple of years is work on his game to improve his game. He is a much better rim protector than he's ever been. He's a much better post player than he's ever been. He's a much better facilitator than he's ever been because he worked on those things. And so now he's somebody who can just destroy you on both ends of the floor, and he is the perfect elixir to some of the issues that we've seen with this Celtics offense. He's the perfect guy to plug and play. And we see that over and over and over again, defensively changing shots, 35 points, eight rebounds, monster. Brandon Hens jumps in. Don't forget, throw your comments in. React to this Celtics-Pistons game. We're doing a live post-game podcast out of nowhere. I was so jacked about this game. I was pacing around my living room, and I said, screw it. I'm going to do a post-game podcast. We're going to talk about this game because we have to talk about this game. Brandon jumps in, says, I've drank way too much. But I gave you a thumbs up. Thank you. Thank you for recapping the game, Nick. You and Greg have the best podcast. Of course, Brandon is talking about the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast that I do with Greg. So, you know, Chris Stapps, Porzingis just he's, he's just a machine. He, he's the perfect, perfect weapon for this offense. Spreads the floor out, opens space for Brown and Tatum to attack. It's just a beautiful thing to see his impact. What else was beautiful? The urgency in the second half from the Celtics. The urgency that we saw. That's the urgency. You know, I I tweeted at Nick C Radio. Again, you can follow me at Nick C Radio up top. Don't forget to give us that thumbs up as well. But but I had posted earlier tonight on Twitter at halftime that Tatum needed to come out with force. He, He needed to make a statement in that third quarter because this team is too damn good to be humiliated by that Pistons team. And that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see some pride. I wanted to see that professionalism that we've seen from the Celtics in different stretches this year. And that's what you saw. That's what you saw in the third quarter. You saw a team come out of halftime with pride, with professionalism, with urgency, and with a relentlessness. And when you have a team as talented as the Celtics, play like that. Play with that urgency and that relentlessness. and and they play attacking downhill, and they're just challenging everything defensively. Absolutely everything in that third quarter was challenged defensively. Up top, down low, everything. When you have a team that has this talented of a top six play with that kind of energy and urgency and professionalism, that team right there is an incredibly difficult team to beat, especially when you get to the postseason. Because if you're healthy, you've got to beat that team four times to move on. And if that team is playing on both ends with that kind of force and that kind of impact with their kind of talent, it's going to be very difficult for any team in the NBA as currently constituted to slow them down and beat them four games in a series. As long as they close out, as long as they play the right way, that urgency in the second half, bottle it up. chef's kiss for that urgency in the second half, man. It's exactly what you want to see from the Celtics. It's exactly what you want to see. You don't get humiliated by the Detroit Pistons at the TD Garden. Not with this talent. Not with this team. White, Holiday, Porzingis. They shot a combined 57.7% from the field, 21 rebounds, a collective plus 21 in the plus minus. So again, Holiday and Porzingis are making some big-time changes to this team. Holiday has been terrific for like the last month or so. Porzingis has been great all year long. And then you throw Derek White. I thought Derek White. I love Derek White. But I thought that first half tonight from White was his worst half of basketball in quite a long time. He just didn't look right. Maybe it was the sneakers because he changed the kicks at halftime, came out and looked like regular Derek White. But when you have the White improvement, right, the leap that Derek White has taken, especially shooting-wise, from three, you have that leap from White. You have the addition of Holiday, the addition of Porzingis to go along with Tatum and Brown and and Horford. It's it's just, they come at you in waves. The Celtics come at you in waves. And they're very difficult to deal with because once you try to slow one guy down, another guy can pick it up. You slow White down in the backcourt, here comes Holiday. Holiday is going to be a little bit lax as far as you know, forcing his offensive game, get other guys involved. It's okay. Derek White's going to get going. Both of those guys defensively are going to hound you all night long. All 48 minutes, they're going to hound you. They're going to fight through screens, navigate those screens, contest shots. Holiday and White are going to attack the glass. Derek White's going to continue to block dudes. How about that block on Jaden Ivey on the fast break tonight? That is a ridiculous defensive play. And when you have White Taking that step that we've seen this year, you have Holiday and you have Porzingis being added into this mix. That's the secret sauce right now. The talent, the depth on both ends of the floor. Now, a couple things we didn't like tonight. Can we grab a defensive rebound, fellas? What in the world was going on? The Pistons had like 20 offensive rebounds tonight. That's inexcusable at the NBA level. So, if there's one thing that really stands out aside from the stuff we talked about in the first half, it was lack of defensive rebounding in that fourth quarter. That was brutal. That was brutal. The Bogdanovich put back off of the offensive rebound. The only reason the Pistons had a chance to push this game into overtime is was because they were absolutely murdering you on the glass. So, that's not usually happening. It's happened a couple times this year, so I'm not going to freak out and say, oh, this is a, a, a huge issue for them. But tonight it was a gigantic problem. They've got to make sure that they they button up on the defensive glass because you can't allow, if that's a team that's not Detroit and you give up 20 offensive rebounds, you're getting slaughtered on your home floor. You can't give up a billion second chance points. So that, that's one thing that they've got to fix. The other thing is, again, Tatum, shot profile. Which Tatum are you going to get? He shot 11 of 31 from the floor tonight. And that's because he was falling in love with those threes. His first half was not good. He's got to be more efficient than that. He has the talent to be much more efficient than that. We've all seen it. You know, after missing a couple of pull-ups, go into the post. He can attack at all three levels. This guy should be incredibly efficient. It's the decision-making as far as shot selection from Tatum, that'll drive you crazy from time to time. We all know the guy is an MVP caliber talent. It's the decision-making on the offensive end. It's it's settling for the three instead of taking it to the bucket. That's what drives me crazy. I'm sure that's what drives you crazy. And he's got to work on that shot profile. He, he's got to have a better shot selection. He has a very, very high basketball IQ. He just loves himself some ISO at times. He just loves himself some Kobe Bryant pull-ups. He just loves it. He's obsessed with a pull-up three, even though it's his least efficient shot. If, if he just changed that. But I feel like I've been screaming that for the last couple of years, so it's probably not going to happen. But man, if Tatum could tweak the profile, if Tatum could take more catch-and-shoot threes, attack the bucket, and post up instead of the step-back threes And the pull-up threes, like the step-back threes and pull-up threes are screwing up his efficiency because he's taking too many of those. He's got to swing that the other way. I don't know if anybody's telling him. I'm sure they are. I, I would hope they are. But that profile has to change because when he is locked in like he was in the third quarter and he is committed, he has that conviction to get to the basket, he's almost unstoppable. He is almost unstoppable. A win is a win is a win is a win. 128-122. Celtics beat the Pistons in overtime tonight at the Garden. The Pistons lose their 28th straight. This was an emergency post-game podcast. Hope all of you enjoyed it. I'm back tomorrow at 11 a.m. sharp on YouTube. Nick Cattle Show we will talk Patriots. We'll uh, get you ready for that game coming up on Sunday as well. Until then, be well, have a great night, and man, oh, man, did they survive tonight. Again, happy Thursday, and it's the Nick Cattle Show.